Follow Chicago's home for sports on Instagram at ESPN underscore Chicago. This is ESPN 1000. On a Sunday morning in Chicago, State Street is buzzing. Uh, it's good to see that. It's uh, Mark Zander, Brian Hanley here with you till 1230. Soxfers, where are you on, on the Twitter poll? Are your concerns still very concerned? No, no, concerned? no, 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 no. no slightly. No, slightly. Uh, look, look, when when we're in the midst of that, and they won yesterday, so we're not, we, we can start a winning streak now. We well, can, we've reset not, the table. Know, if you go ahead and have a home run to lead off the game, at the that game, helps. Yeah, leave that here. helps yeah. from TA. But uh, during that uh, that eight game streak, it's really easy to lose track of everything. what month you're in and, yeah. and and everything, right? And it wasn't just losing; it was losing very ugly. You know, the Cubs yesterday had some really weird errors and and, and such, but that seemed to be almost every game for a while there. So that was a really, really concerning. But then again, you come out of it, you get a win, then uh, they got a win, then they lost uh, first game to the Angels. They won yesterday. And you get out of that that losing streak, and, and, and and you see, and then you realize, look, it's April, the weather does play into it. I and I'm the first one to say, you know, how much does it? But it does. I remember, I didn't play Major League, but I remember being a teenager in uh, Pony, you yeah. know, uh, ball, playing in April. It, that sucks. Yeah. It absolutely sucks. Well, it's, I think yesterday, uh, Connor McKnight on White Sox Weekly had a really, you know, fun conversation with uh, Gavin Sheets. And talking about every day seems that they're looking for a window to get the game in. Because that's the April and we've had, that, right? And, and, Between and, and, snow and rain yes, and yes. wind and cold and, and dreary. But mentally, as a fan, you get dreary and frustrated in yes. the funk. It's because real easy to lose hope very quickly. Yeah. Even though it's April. But because nothing was going right at the time. Nothing. nothing. So it, you want to boot a ball, let's do it again. You want you know the starting pitching to collapse. You want the bullpen to collapse. You want the bullpen uh, to collapse. You, another injury. I mean, for a while there was like, how how many people are we going to lose yeah. now? And, and, and Gavin talked about the mindset in the clubhouse because yeah. this is a very uh, tight-knit team too, a, a mm. team that gets along. But he said it, 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 it tests you. I mean, it tests that it unity. Test that. You. As a, as a group, because you can sit there and hang your hat on, we're driving the ball and all the metrics, you're, you're barreling the ball and you're putting it, and it's just not falling. But when it goes on for like that, that streak, where you're not even manufacturing three or four runs a game, and you're on the you know, losing side eight times consecutive, you, after a while you can't spin the positive, even inside the room, and, and expect everyone, oh, yeah, yeah, that's great. We're all going to break out. It's contagious. You know, once one guy, it sounds good, but... It's just a it's, it's harder to uh, harder to put into practice. Now Dylan Cease, he was the guy to break us out a couple of games ago. Yeah, and uh, then yesterday Velasquez, that performance wasn't. Uh, look, uh, I, I we are depleted, obviously right. with Lance Lynn. Lucas is back, but um, Vasquez or Velasquez, I should say, when he came in yesterday, I saw that he was a starter. I'll be honest. I was like, "Oh, no. oh, here we go again." Uh, yeah, but what a performance yesterday! Good for him. It was a combined shutout, but he looked spectacular. He shut down Mike Trout. 
you know, that's did you see that whole rain delay thing when uh, the ump said well, we're we're done? Yeah. And uh, Trout and Velasquez is like, no, 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 no. come on, we're battling here. Let's yeah. go. So yesterday was really fun to watch. In I love Tim Anderson, but I I, I tell you something. A leader has to be a consistent leader. And when he was having those errors, and I feel bad because, you know, he had five errors in a short amount of time. He had all 10 errors all last year, right? So he was having a terrible stretch. But then when he flipped off the crowd and then when he did all that, it's like, dude, please, if you're going to be a leader... The true leader on the team is Abreu, and he doesn't say much. No. So when people say that Tim Anderson is our leader, show me, pal. Be show more me. consistent be more, in your yes. approach, right? Show me. Yeah, show Mike me. North, right now, Abreu is the leader, in my mind, no doubt. Our buddy Mike North tweeted out, uh, uh, um, a guy uh, that I know tweeted, diehard Sox fans, like, he, he sincerely was crushed that Tim Anderson... Oh, I saw that today. Unfollowed him, yes. right? Yes, because, because he, he had a criticism. He basically, yeah. He's yeah like, leaders don't do that. No, and, and he was really upset. Like, he's heart and soul White Sox, mm-hmm. and he wants Tim Anderson to be the best he can possibly be. And, you know, your frustration, his frustration, Shane's frustration, and Mike's making that point. You can't be leading the parade when things are going well for you and right. the team. Right, And then be that guy. You know, go when screw yourself. Yeah, because you know things are. We, I don't want to hear about it. It one thing to tune out the noise, another thing to just be a jerk about it. Right, and and the thing is with Ta when when things are going well, he's very vocal and yeah. he's very. With Abreu, he's not Same. saying much. He's, he's even, even keel. keel. Absolutely, but that is what a leader should be. That is, and and he leads more by example yeah. than anything. He's not that flash. We love that Tim's that flash. But if you're going to be that flash, you got to take you got to yeah. take what's coming. I mean, look, because we're all fans. It's a long season; everyone gets it. And with Abreu, how many times did he start out cold? And it's like, right. well, he's from Cuba, and you know, he's not. He's, but you knew the numbers were going to turn around and be what they're going to be at right. the end of the year. Mm-hmm. But he never, you never saw the frustration. Certainly, uh, you know, maybe it's the language barrier, barrier or whatever else. But he wasn't flipping off fans. No. I don't even know if he's on social media, but. If you're going to be on social media and want that you interaction have a responsibility, with the fans, right? You yeah. cannot do that. You can't be the guy who mm-hmm. wants all the adulation. You don't, follow, your you way. don't unfollow fans because they didn't have something nice to say, yeah, or reporters or whatever the case is. So he he's streaky on the field, yeah. But when he's on, he's on, and he's streaky a bit as a person, yeah. And I would like to see more consistency from our quote unquote leader, right? I mean, I just I, again, it. it the, Good consistency, not the bad stuff. Likeability does come into play as a fan for me. It should. I mean, it I, should. I, I, you know, I've covered miserable teams. Hey, and George Bell, you liked yeah. him, didn't you? I, I tell you a George Bell story. So I covered the White Sox at the time. And, and he played on both sides of town. Yeah, this was with the White Sox. So um, he had come over and trade for the Sam, for Sammy Sosa trade, right? Mm-hmm. George Bell, who owned gas stations. I, I, that, that was like uh, I didn't know that he was always talking about it, but you know, um, but one morning he knew that there was an autograph signing thing that wh- whoever was sponsoring this thing asked uh, Frank Thomas to go sign autographs. I think it was a, coming up on a Saturday, and George Bell, and they offered Frank like ten thousand dollars, you know, a good chunk of change to mm-hmm. get guys to show up in sure. an hour and a half or whatever it was going to be, and. George Bell was complaining openly in the clubhouse. He was only going to get three thousand dollars, and you know Frank was getting ten k. 
And George's like, I don't get it. Roll out of bed for $3,000. I mean, it was just that, I, he was just that matter of fact about it. Like, can you believe this? And he's cursing and everything else. I'm like, life must be really good when you get to the point where a th- an hour of your time isn't worth $3,000, no matter whatever and the other guy And how clueless guys. are you when you're comparing yourself to Frank Thomas exactly. when you're George Bell? Yeah. I mean, but that George Bell is a trivia question. Frank Thomas is a lot more than a exactly trivia question. Exactly right. I mean, I just love that. That that. But guys, guys in the clubhouse and locker rooms, they know how much everyone makes. I mean, you go back to Scottie Pippen. He knew how much Tony Kukoc was getting, and, and, uh, and never you know, his frustration. Yeah, absolutely. But I mean, guys know, and sometimes guys are not shy about letting everybody know they know. Right. But you're right. I mean, personalities big matter. Hurt, big hurt over here. George over here. Right. George upset that Big Hurt's making his kind of a coin, and and he's not going to roll out of bed for three thousand. Right. Personalities do matter. Yeah. On your favorite teams. Yeah. And if they don't, why don't they? I, I just to you. That's a, that would be a surprise. I covered a Chicago Cubs team. Jim Lefevre might have been the dumbest guy I've ever covered. Chuck Cotier was on that staff, so it was a it was a toss up. It was a dead heat, as we say in horse racing. Yeah. To Jim Lefevre's credit, every single day he was in the cage working with Sammy Sosa before Sammy was Flintstone Vitamin Sammy. Right. So, I mean. Skinny as a whip and he could throw. Right. And one thing Jim Lefevre knew was hitting. So he would say, I mean, literally every day would be uh, giving this kid a tutorial. But that team was miserable. And God bless Ron Sano. He got more upset after every loss, and there were quite a few of them that season. He would come into the clubhouse. Running down there, literally, you know, before he, he lost his legs, unfortunately. Ronnie, we'd be coming out of the clubhouse. He'd be like, did you ask him about this? You know, what, what about that in the seventh inning? I said, Ronnie, if they had a quarter of your heart and, and care about, this would be a different team. They don't give a damn. I mean, there were guys in there complaining that the lasagna on the postgame spread was too cold. And they, he was taking up a collection to, to go over to... Um, uh, raise bleachers to get cheeseburgers for everyone. They're more <laughs> concerned about after getting their butts kicked eight to nothing, whatever. Name the score, and and they they were more concerned about he, he, some who was it? It was um, God, it was the closer, Randy. He was screaming like, "Who do I talk to about this?" And he was like sincere. He was going to straighten out the but cold. If, you know, if fans, if real fans saw half the stuff oh that God. you've seen in your career, oh. being in in those positions. Oh. It'd be hard to root for anyone. Oh my! It's, seriously, it's like you're worried about what you're eating after you just you know they just and you, the other team just ate you for lunch, right? And you're worried about lasagna not being uh, you know hot enough for your taste. So I, I got to go get cheeseburgers, or the clubhouse kid has to. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. A guy who's got a lot of baseball stories too coming up. Uh, yeah, Jesse, Jesse Rogers. Does, yeah. You know he's written a book. And he could probably write a few more books. Oh, I'm sure he could. He's yeah. in Milwaukee this afternoon. Yeah, yeah. he's uh, covering the Cubs, and uh, I don't think they've started yet, so they're not down six to nothing. <laughs> but we'll talk to Jesse. And I don't think that's possible. We'll, we'll weigh in on both sides of town and uh, continue to take your calls. 312-332-3776 is the number. Xander and Hanley, ESPN 1000. It's okay if you missed your favorite show. Podcasts are ready. The all-new ESPN Chicago app is here. This is Chicago's home for sports. This is ESPN 1000. Yeah, I mean, I, I just have not seen it as well as I would like, you know. Um, you know, I think that's the first time I've ever struck out three times in my whole life, you know. So it's just, 
just not seen it, you know, that well. I think, uh, you know, I'm chasing pitches and just missing pitches right down the middle that I, I usually don't miss. So it's just maybe a mechanical fix or maybe, a, you know, something I need to switch with my approach. But, um, I mean, I'm not hitting the panic button at all. I know we're still early in the season. Um, you know, it is frustrating, but I, I feel like I can get back. You know, I just need, you know, one hit to get me right back where I need to be, you know, so I'm not too worried about it right now. Is he Nicky three strikes now? <laughs> the first time for everything, Nick Madrigal, who had actually six strikeouts and 55 at-bats, and then three yesterday. Mm-hmm. So I said probably the first time in his life he's ever done that. Thank you for sending him to the north side, and now he can't hit. Hey, you Fire sent a, Greg Walker. Wait, 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 wait. You sent Kibrel to us, and he turned to nothing. Oh, well, wow. you guys screwed that up. I know we did. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Hey, this won't be a problem. But you know what? Yeah, look. Yeah, I still think Han, at that moment, did, did what he thought Dallas he should Keichel. do. No, no, no. Yeah, no, no, no. that's true. Yeah, that's no, true. No, no. But uh, look, and on the south side, uh, uh, you know, it, um, we're not getting any walks out of... Um, no. Um, anybody. Uh, anybody. On the on the south side, the Cubs had 15 strikeouts yesterday. I, we were just talking off the air about when when sports talk radio start in the city, and then in the ensuing years, we we're talking about the approach and how fans initially, when sports talk radio started, would always go after the manager, the general manager, ownership, whatever. Rarely go after players individually. And, and it's that, interesting because when you're at a game. And you see something you don't like. You stand up and scream. You at the player. Yeah. You don't stand up and scream at Larusa yeah. when uh, you, you know if there's an error by uh, TA. You don't do that. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's weird that concept. It is a weird concept, and a man who's uh, seen it all is joining us right now on the uh, Jersey Mike's hotline. He is Jesse Rogers. He's up in Milwaukee where they haven't struck out yet. They haven't started, right, Jesse? Hey, Jesse. <laughs> Let me tell you something. Nikki three strikes is way too easy. That's low hanging fruit. Sorry, yeah, sorry. That, that, I know. Having, having said that, I texted that to Sylvie last night. I think <laughs> I said, I, "Okay, I said, okay." Yeah. So, I think, so wait, 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 wait. Because I wasn't on the air yesterday, I didn't beat you to it. So no. So now yeah, it's exactly low hanging right. fruit because yeah. you beat me to it. Thanks, Jeff. <laughs> exactly. It's too easy. Too easy. Yeah. He's frustrated. There's no doubt he's pressing. There's a few guys in here that are pressing. I mean, think about. Nick Madrigal last year, right? He was just one guy in a pretty deep lineup. Here, they need him. They need him to make contact. And it's not often, a, I think he let off last, last night, right? He went from first to ninth, you know, in the lineup. David Ross is really mixing up his lineup these days. Now, lineups are different anyway compared to the old days. They change a lot, but he is definitely searching. You have Suzuki second, then you have fourth and fifth. Now, he's back up to second, and Alfonso Rivas is leading off. That is just an indication of how much this team is scuffling right now and, and Madrigal's at the top of that list. Yeah, and what happened to the, um, well, both sides of town with, you know, yes, everyone's talking about south side, that at least they're barreling the ball and all the metrics say it, it's, you know, good, it's going to happen, it's just, you know, it hard, just yeah, people. right, and, 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 but the Cubs started the season a bit surprising to me, being a very disciplined team at the plate and taking their walks and everything else. Now you get 15 strikeouts, they can't put any runs up, um, the pitching's a disaster, at least the starting rotation. But Southside, the expectations going in are still the expectations now that they should be a playoff team. So 
it, it doesn't hurt as much for a Cubs fan like myself because I right. have no expectations. I, you know, I'd like to see him do better. Well, you personally don't. There probably are some Cubs fans yeah. that do. Well, especially the way. season ticket holders yeah. who you know, re-upped again. But, Jesse, I mean, what, what changed with this Cubs lineup specifically or, or the approach? Or are they just finding their level because they're in a rebuild? Yeah, I think it's mostly finding their level. I also think it's a little flawed. They don't have much left-handed power, and, and there are days you're just going to need to run into a few to win a game. Should have uh, signed Rizzo. I'm yeah, sorry. I, think, I, I think they have two home runs yeah. from the left side of the plate. Hap has one, and uh, Rivas has the other one. Meanwhile, Rizzo has nine himself. How about that? So anyway, I, I think they're finding their level. I think they're going to be a good you know, contact team. Magical's not doing that right now. But the other thing is, Milwaukee Brewers can pitch. I mean, so the last call, and Atlanta Braves can pitch. If you face good teams on the road, you, they're going to stifle you when you're in a little bit of a transition mode here. So um, I think it's finding their level. Yeah, Brian, uh, everyone's going to have their moments. They started out well. They had four games in Colorado. That's always going to look good when four of your first nine are in Colorado. Um, they were hitting the gaps. They were leading the league in doubles. They were leading the league in OPS yeah. for a while. But we knew that wasn't going to stay. So I think you got to look at the good more than the bad, that there's – there's some parts here that are performing and will over time. Nico Horner's off to a good start. Madrigal will make contact. We know that. This guy, Alfonso Rivas, looks good. We know Suzuki's look good, though he is struggling big time right now. Yeah, boy. The, the, yeah, the transition they thought was going to happen when he first got here is happening now. Um, they're pitching him a little bit tougher. Um, they're not nibbling as much. They're going after him because they realize he will take his walk. So we're going to see some transition time. It's a long season. But look, this Cubs team we know is a third place team at best, and they're they're going to end up proving that in the long run. Yeah, you know, in the first um, the first series was against the Brewers, and they looked horrible. Uh, yeah, so I, they were not playing up no, to their level. No, they went and lost, and the, they helped the Cubs. They lost to Baltimore good. after that. I was like, right. Craig Council's got some issues here, but right. they've they've strained out a bit. The key with Milwaukee is they're getting more than good pitching from the big three. Look at what Lauer did last night. Mm-hmm. He has 20, 24 strikeouts in his last two starts. They got Adrian Hauser. Got, they got this guy, Andy Ashby. They can pitch even more than in the past. I, I've been surprised. And they're hitting just enough. Now, they've hit a lot the last two nights. That's um, more about the Cubs pitching, I think. I don't love this Brewers lineup, but in this division, they're a playoff team. Simple as that. They're a playoff team. And that weekend, it, it, that, those first few games at Wrigley Field, I mean, Corbin Burns and Brandon Woodruff were in extended spring training. Let's face it. Mm-hmm. They're better than what they showed. Burns is going to have a, a chip on his shoulder today because of how he performed at Wrigley Field. This is a good pitching staff, a great pitching staff. Lauer, I mean, he was great last night. And he was great a week ago. He shut down the Phillies on the road, that one nothing game where Schwarber went nuts. That's a great <laughs> Phillies lineup. So I'm more than impressed by Milwaukee right now. All right, before we get to, to Mark Sanders' therapy session, which we would like to have an hour, <laughs> a full hour, but we don't have that. Speaking of the Phillies, the Mets, five pitchers, 159 pitches, no hit. Does that count? I mean, it's like it's like my hat trick that in over the the, the sh, you know shootout or overtime. That just, <laughs> you know, if if it's not in the game, if it's a shootout goal that right. gives you the hat trick. In my world, keep your hat on your head. It doesn't go anywhere. But five pitches, 159 pitches, but it's a no hit. Yeah, I know. I mean, it counts, but it's with an asterisk. Oh, There's my. no doubt. Um, remember, the Cubs had a combined no hitter last year, right? Right. Um, 159 so pitches. Yeah, I know. It's crazy. It's, it's so weird. The, the game is so weird. We, we, you're going to see, I mean, I was talking to players today about the ball and how it's dying yeah. and it's inconsistent. 
We're, we're seeing even now more and more no-hitters going to the sixth inning, seventh inning. There was one yesterday. There was one two nights ago. Batting averages are down. My theory is they want to keep the ball in the ballpark and force hitters to be all-around better hitters. And maybe in the long run, that'll be the right thing. You know, once these hitters realize the White Sox hitters have had more balls die on the warning track than any team. Yeah, I'm have. telling you, they have had more balls die on the – so they want to – okay, once hitters realize, oh, I can't hit this ball out, maybe they'll start to even out their swings, you know, cancel out the launch angle stuff and start to hit some line drives. I think that's Major League Baseball's goal, to try to get the hitters to, to be all-around hitters. Andrew McCutcheon told me today that's not going to happen. They're just not. Hmm. I mean, it's going to take 10 years for it to happen. Wow. Guys come up through the minors with the launch angle thing. It's going to take a long time to, to teach the new guys hey, you got to be better all-around hitters and not just hit for the, uh, for the home run. Recently, and I can't remember who what pitcher it was, but a pitcher basically said the balls were terrible. Who was that past a few days? I, I, uh, I can't. Well, a lot of, oh, Chris Bassett said that. That's, that's who it was, yes. Yeah. Yeah, he was very, very blunt about it, of how there's no consistency. They're absolutely horrible. Well, and a couple, okay, so a couple I, years ago, it was nothing but yeah. home runs. Right. Yeah. Right, right, exactly. So that's why I think they're, they're, they're doing some of it. So I talked to Brent Suter today. Brent Suter is one of the smartest guys in baseball. Went to Harvard. Plays mm. for the um, yeah. Plays for not to be confused with Brent Sutter, Brian. Who I know. I, 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 I covered him. Yeah. What, yeah. Brent Richie. Yeah. Brent. Brent. Brian. Daryl. Yeah. Exactly. I covered them all. Brent, yeah. Brent Suter went to Harvard. Relief pitcher for Milwaukee. Now he told me today, just ten minutes ago, he said balls are coming in two ways: the seams are high or they're low. And balls are either a little squishy or they're really hard. Mm-hmm. Now, pitchers like high seams. You like squishy, squishy balls. I don't Squishy no. balls. <laughs> no, you don't. You really can't have that. Yeah. Why don't Sylvie going to bring that back a bunch of times? <laughs> uh, uh, they, the pitchers want the high seams and the squishy balls. The, play, the, hitter, the hitters want the low seams and the hard balls. And mm-hmm. he says there's no rhyme or reason. And that's why you're seeing some balls they think that are hit hard die on the warning track. Other balls you think aren't so hard end up going over the fence. It's just um, so the, weird, the inconsistency. Yeah. So Suter thinks it's going to even out. Like the, the league will figure it, I don't know, figure it out this season and end up giving out the same. I don't know why, the, you know, that's something we need to investigate. Why is there such an inconsistency yep. with the balls this year? Is he related to Gary out. Suter? I covered him with the Hawks, too. <laughs> yeah. You're confusing me because every time I go up to him, I want to – I want to call him Sutter or or Brand, or, you know, or well, Daryl Dar- like, Sutter's going to win Coach of the Year in in the yeah. NHL. God bless, he's my old buddy. But anyway, we have therapy session well, for Xander. And, well, let's start with Grandal. Why yeah. isn't he walking? If he's not going to hit, can he can he start walking? That that just seemed to disappear. That whole thing. yeah. I I think look when he's you have that in your when you, when you have that in your DNA, it just doesn't disappear. Right. It'll it'll reappear. I mean, they have played in such terrible weather. I will give almost every Sox hitter a pass. Now let the real season starts May 1st, I think, for the entire team, not just the hitters. Um, so maybe you're pressing, maybe you're distracted. They have played in the worst weather. But, I, but Mark, I'm telling you, I've been yeah. around. If that's in your DNA, it will return. Everyone goes through ups and downs. Now, I can't tell you he's going to hit for a high average. We didn't see it last year. We haven't seen it. But he will take his walks. He will take his walks. And he hits some home um, runs, hopefully. Yeah. And, and look, I, I've been down on the Sox like everyone. I don't think they're deep enough on the pitching staff and obviously the injuries. But I'll tell you what, yep. Vince Velasquez may have pitched the game of the year That yesterday. was spectacular yesterday. It really As was. I was telling Brian, when, when uh, I turned the game on and I didn't was half paying attention, had some people over, and I looked and I go, uh-oh. 
No, uh, he Vince was great. is on the. He was. They he uh, combined shutout, but still, I mean, he he battled Mike Trout, the best player in in all of baseball, and shut him down. He was throwing curveballs that were freezing guys. When you could throw your curveball for a strike that freezes a guy, that's a that's a that's like a gift. Yep. You know what I mean? Like, like they're not going to swing. They can't swing. Now you hang one, it's going to get hit out. But he wasn't hanging them. He was throwing them for strikes. You usually throw a curveball. You want them to chase it out of the zone. He was throwing them for strikes. He was great last night. So, you know, I I didn't love that signing, but he, you know he's been okay as a five or even a six. Um, they well, need to we've tread needed them with with pros. what's going on. So answer yeah, need, yeah. answer our Twitter they, poll question uh, for Sox fans. Uh, what level of concern should you have if you're a Sox fan? You're saying the offense will come around because they're doing the right things. They're just not getting results. Or, or So very concerned, somewhat concerned, not concerned at all. Because Mark Zander's right, somewhat concerned. Because yeah. Mark, Mark's right. You get in this funk as a fan watching it. It's dreary. You mentioned the weather. and. Right. Everything just kind of compounds itself, even though it is early, and you know You it, lose perspective of you, time, you and yeah. you really start to hit the panic button. Yeah, I would vote somewhat concerned. Mm-hmm. I did not pick them to win the World Series this year, and I actually did at the halfway part point last year. I loved them last year, and, and down the stretch, I thought, that, and then they kind of faded. I did not pick them to win the World Series this year. I picked the Toronto Blue Jays. I don't think I even picked them to uh, be in the ALCS. So I, from the start, thought there was a little something off. You know me, I... I don't think they have enough left-handed power. Right. I don't think they have enough uh, pitching depth. You know, they're seventh in payroll. Imagine if they were third in payroll. That's like two more great players on their team, yeah. right? If they and jumped we think up by thirty, now. forty million. Right. So I and the injuries already have started. So I, I I'm somewhat concerned. I'm somewhat concerned. Now, luckily, the division doesn't look yeah, great. Yeah, that was my next but, question. Yeah, who? But who you, you don't can... want you don't want everyone hanging around uh, with them. You want them an arm's length away and. It's going to take three weeks to get an arm's length away from these other teams right now. You know, they have to climb back out of this hole. So I'm somewhat concerned. Who's the best team in, in either league right now? Best that team has, in either that, league? That has staying power because, I mean, the, yeah. the Mets and Yankees, I mean, they're already printing tickets for a World Series in New York. Right, right. I mean, it's, it's certainly the Mets or Dodgers, um, and the Dodgers haven't even played the, their best baseball. But i got to give the Mets a lot of credit and, and show Walt yeah. and everything. Um so, but but it's easier to pick the Dodgers. I mean, it's it's easy. It's just that's that's an easy fallback pick that they're the best team. But um, you know, San Francisco really impressive. You know, again, which I'm sure is surprising people, and and certainly what the Mets have done. But if you talk about staying power, it certainly has to be the Dodgers. Jesse, you're the best. Uh, go enjoy some stadium sauce on the brat and uh, yeah. enjoy the day. All right, yeah, it's, a thanks, place to, it's a tough place to be when you're on a diet. So I, I think know, I have right? to get off of it for a day. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. Talk, <laughs> talk to you guys later. All right, okay. thanks, man. Appreciate it. That yeah. is Jesse Rogers, our baseball. I'm sure the sausage will win on that race. I tell you, uh, I was covering the broad always wins. How about that, Bud Selig? Back when he owned the Brewers, mm-hmm. he would come into the press box, and I remember we were up there with the Cubs or the White Sox rather, and he's like, "Hey, he, we're talking." He's like, "Have you tried the brats here?" I'm like, "No." He goes, what? You haven't tried the brats? I'm like, no, I really haven't. Like 10 minutes later, he walked in with a box full of brats with, with the stadium sauce. I mean, he, he had, Bud, before he became Commissioner Dopey, Bud Selick, right. he was just that kind of guy. I mean, he was a, a that's car, customer service. He was a car salesman. Yeah. I mean, he ran, that's how he made his money, right? He came in, he was passing out brats to the visiting writers because you got to try the brats and the stadium sauce. And he was right.
And it was a staple ever since. So, so you have the distinction of saying that Bud Selig waited served, on me. Yeah, yeah, waited on you. Yeah. I, I asked have, him. I, I pushed that. I asked him to see a dessert menu, and uh, he didn't. Uh, <laughs> I have the distinction of saying the lead singer of Loverboy mm-hmm. chased uh, Brewski down for me. Really? Yes. I was Who is inter- the lead singer. His Lover name's Boy? Mike Reno. He had the uh, he had the uh, had headband the and the red Yo, leather. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I mean, I, I can picture yeah, him. Yeah, I, you know, back to back in the day when I was doing music radio, I was introducing the band on stage. I was back in their trailer, and he he's like, "How you doing? How you? Very Canadian." And he's See, like, can, right I you, can I get your brewski? Nice guy. Can I get your brewski? Yeah. He used the word brewski 11 yeah. times. Right. I said, sure. He left the trailer and went all oh. around until he found me a cold beer, brought it to me, opened it for me, and said, here you go. See, that's Canadian. That they're, is they're service. Too, that's Canadian. They're, too they're damn nice. nice. Yeah, they are. They nice. are too damn are nice. nice. I mean, you go up to Toronto, they kill you with kindness. Montreal, and if you don't speak French, no. then, then they're That's a little, what I understand. Yeah. yeah. Brewski, though. Was he Letterkenny live? Was yeah. he? He may be part of that show. Did they say brewskis in Letterkenny? I think he should yeah. Oh, yeah. Brewskis, that word in Letterkenny, absolutely. Brewskis in Canada, there's one like called Triple X or whatever. It's malt liquor. I mean, whatever. But you can get it like any bar. So you have, you know, Canadian, Molson, you know, blue, all that. And then there's stuff that's like 20% alcohol. <laughs> it's just, it goes right off the yeah, rails. Just get right on your snowmobile and hope oh. you find home. Yeah, you don't want to be doing that. And we weren't having snowmobiles in Toronto. But yeah, what the, the brewski's there. Yeah. Uh, tasty. Yes. 312-332-3776 is the number. We've got lots more Bears conversation. You want to jump in on our baseball talk as well? Uh, we'll spray it off fields, too. we got a lot of other things to cover before we get out of here at 1230. Then it's White Sox baseball on ESPN 1000. It's all brought to you by... Who's it brought to us by, Mark Zander? ESPN 1000. Well, uh, the Twitch channel is brought to you by Mike's Hard Freeze. There you go. That's so uh, Twitch.tv, ESPN 1000, Chicago. Yeah. So we're here until 1230 on Twitch. Uh, boy, wait till you see what we do during the break. Mark does some magic acts and some. I do some juggling. Right here on ESPN 1000. ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. Chicago's home for sports on Twitter at ESPN 1000. Mark Sander, Brian Haley, back with you. 312-332-3776 is the telephone number. We are broadcasting from the First Midwest Bank studio right here at 190 North State. A division of Old National Bank. That's where my money is. Old money and Old National Bank. (laughs) You got old money, huh? You know, just Mike, all crumbly and it, when when I started here a couple of years ago, we were just talking about we started basically the same month, February of twenty. Yeah, just a few weeks before the world shut down. That was the first time I was in this building since I was an intern for Tim Weigel when I was in college. Oh, you interned for Weigel? I, well, he didn't even have an internship program set up. I just bought, I, I wrote him letters and I called him and I finally just broke his will. <laughs> he and Al Lerner. I, I have broken a few wills myself yeah. <laughs> in and this business. Sometimes you just have to be the pest that won't go away. There were no credits involved. I just, you know, I wanted to do this. And Tim was such a great guy. He said, well, come on down. We'll find, you know, find, I would like run and get lunch or dinner for he and Al Lerner. And Al was one of the funniest guys. It is one of the funniest guys. Um, he's back in town. And, and so the summer of my sophomore year going to junior year, I, I, I interned for Tim, and we became 
friends, lifelong friends after that and wrote a letter of recommendation to Northwestern Grad School for me. And so, I, I mean, I, that was the last time I had been in this building until I walked in here as part of the and Good we, Karma Friends And family. we were only here for a few weeks before everything shut down. We had to just kind of go. Yeah, I, I, I was on the air on a Saturday morning, and um, the World Health Organization said uh, officially called it a pandemic. And I had to start looking that up because I wasn't here for the Spanish flu. I'm old, but <laughs> right. not that old. Um, and, and, you know, the whole world changed after that. Uh, to the phones we go, 312-332-3776. Scott's in Orland Park. Good morning, Scott. Hey, Scott. Hey, I, how you guys doing? Good. Hey, first of all, I love that story you just told about how you got in. That, I'm a teacher, and, and that is exactly what you need to do in this world. You have to make things happen for yourself, folks, so good for you. Thank you. I think, the relie- I think the reliever you were talking about was Randy Myers. Yes, that, right? that was it. And, and Randy Myers. So yeah. So he was he, he you know was was out of his mind about the post game being too the spread being too cold, and he literally was getting money to go get cheeseburgers at raise bleachers yeah. at the time. And yeah. okay. in spring training, someone pulled a, a, a trick on him, or he. They they went and had a, uh, the the Seven Eleven down there, Circle K down in Mesa. Mm. They printed out the winning lotto numbers. It was a big jackpot at the time, and they they told Randy that he had won. Like you know <laughs> that that they kicked in money for the and all they did was print out the you know the winning numbers. And he for like a day he thought they were splitting up some big grand prize. So nice, the, nice. I like so, that. So I'm a I'm a season ticket holder for the White Sox, and you talk about level of concern. If your expectation is for the White Sox to do better than they did last year and get farther in the playoffs, you should be very concerned for a variety of reasons. The first one is that they have a manager who, in his prime, was very arrogant and very successful. He's still very arrogant, but he's completely toned up in terms of the ways of the new game Mm -hmm. and how to use the pitching staff. And there's nobody on the coaching staff, clearly, that can get through to this. More importantly... They've got guys that don't that are playing defense right now, and I want to talk about Jimenez, okay? Because I think, look, I am a big Rick Hahn fan. I think Rick Hahn is terrific, and he must be seething right now because if we had A.J. Hinge in his manager, it would be different. But when it comes to Jimenez, we have to be realistic. And, look, this guy is always injured. He's overweight, and he hasn't – you know what? We can't – we cannot continue – to just say, okay, let put Andrew Vaughn out there. You know, I'm glad, he, and, and, and let's keep Adam Engel in the lab. We need defense. But I got to tell you, I'm very, very concerned. I'll hang up and hear what you have to say. You have a great show, guys. Thanks, Scott. Yeah, okay. Um, Jimenez, where, where do I weigh in, in on that? You know, it, it really kind of. I, I don't know what happened at first base, but technically, what he did, stepping at the back of the bag, right. was wrong. Right. And so. We know what happened last year with the peck. He tried to do something he shouldn't have been trying to do. into the wall. Right, wrong. right, and yeah. ripped up his uh, pec, pectoral muscle. Right. And then and then with this, you know, whatever happened, if it's him not realizing, if it's just this this all-out passion but just not every playing play, smart. Every play, every game, not no playing matter. smart, yeah, right. that's a concern. Um, I mean, you laud that, that it's 110 miles an hour, full speed ahead at all times, but... The guy's always you, you, not available. You have, to, you have to play. You have to play smart too. Are you going to make him a DH for full time when he comes back mm. and take his glove away? Yeah, Tony's not going to do that. Yeah, Tony's not going to do that. Yeah, you know. Uh, and and with uh, I'm going to add something with this with Tony. It's old school about the matchups, right? The yep. left, right. You know, that's starting to drive me nuts. Andrew Vaughn should be in 
all the time mm-hmm. because of his bat. And how do you, I mean, this sounds stupid, but how do you get better by, uh, you know, if you're having a hard time against righties? How do you get better? Repetition. Give those players a chance to get better instead of all of a sudden taking them out. And Andrew Vaughn's bat is good enough to be in, and he's not a liability in the field. He should be playing every day. And, Without and, a doubt. Yeah. I, I, and look, he punishes the ball. I mean, he just. He does. He does. He's, a, he's not a big guy, but he's got just a sweet swing. And, you know, it, it, it is a concern that sometimes Tony just seems to be stuck in his ways so much that he's not willing to get out of his own way. Yeah. And I, I was more concerned how he would handle the pitchers. You know, because Dave Duncan wasn't at his side. Mm-hmm. And, and, and again, I always said, you know, when Ozzie took over as a manager for the White Sox, he's, you know, he was being quizzed about pitching. He said, I know bleep about pitching. That's Coop's job. Right, right. right. He knew what he didn't know. Right. And then eventually Ozzie and knew. I do like I do like Katz, though. Yeah. Ethan Katz. Yeah. I think he's solid. Yeah. So it's just, look, when you go through an eight-game losing streak and every everything part, is amplified. Every part of the game is, is failing. No, mm-hmm. And no matter if you want to believe the metrics say the offense is okay, even though you're not scoring any runs. It's just so frustrating because now it's like... down quickly. Yeah, where do you hang your hat? I mean, you say, okay, the starting pitching is great, or the defense is great, but now you're you're extending innings because you're booting the ball, and you're not getting any runs, and here comes uh, the bullpen to to blow the one one lead you you have or whatever. Now they've they've both had good outings, and they both had very bad outings. And we need a little more consistency from that on, on the good side. Obviously, but yeah, the the matchup thing—it's—it's it's just kind of wearing me down. There's so many uh, switches, and I know right now we don't have a solid lineup. And by the way, you know, with injuries, but we do have today's lineup, and I want to tension, uh, tension, yeah. please. Yes, yes. Get your scorecard. Of course, I'm trying to ready. unlock my phone. Yeah. Tim Anderson at short, batting first. Uh, Luis Robert. Thankfully, this is game number three. He came up big yesterday yep. with a home run. He's a uh, center field second. Uh, Yasmani Grandal. Grandal. Uh, at DH, we've got Jose batting cleanup, Gavin Sheets in right, sixth, AJ Pollock in left, batting seventh, Leori Garcia second base, and um, he's batting uh, seventh. Reese McGuire behind the plate, eighth, uh, or no, uh, no, that would be seventh. Josh Harrison at third, and Dallas Keuchel's pitching. Now, um, with Josh in. I, I really like Josh Harrison and, and looking forward to getting Mankata back because I think we're stretching Leori. Yeah. Too much. I really, really do. Now, um, you know, I, I know he's been an asset at times, but he's not having a great year. He is filling a hole and he hasn't been really a, a liability lately. Matter of fact, he hit a home run the other day, which is not what they pay him to do. But uh, that's the lineup today. Dallas Keuchel on the mound. That oh, makes me a little nervous. But, shit, a little? But Vince, Vince yesterday made me a little nervous, too. So w- hopefully Yeah, but Dallas, Dallas Keuchel's... I know. It, I mean, you I shouldn't, know. Yeah, but he's in midseason form because he should have made you nervous last year, too. <laughs> he was going to be better, but he's not. Uh, we'll get back to your calls. Uh, Charlie's going to be very upset with us, and I believe there'll oh, be a, re- there'll be a reprimand uh, with our new producer, who's you know going to have to explain the clock. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. Back on ESPN Chicago, ESPN one thousand. Right after this, Chicago's home for sports. Now by your side through your smart speaker. Just tell it to play ESPN one thousand. This is Chicago's home for sports. ESPN one thousand. And the other team had all their guys in, too. Um, the last five minutes of the game, 
We made the run the last minute of that game, uh, right before that. That's when we got a 29. Um, after Joel made the shot and did the airplane, if you watch the game, I turned and said, let's get, I'm calling a timeout on the next possession. So, not upset that he was in. You can make that a big deal if you want. But uh, just go and look at every team and every game and their guys were in until about the four or three minute mark. That's what it is. That's their last. That's Doc Rivers, the head coach of your Philadelphia 76ers, Marquette guy. So I don't, and I, I Doc was a year behind me at Marquette, so um, I really don't want to come down on him. But guess what? You got to come down on him. Yeah, you do. Joel Embiid, the MVP of the league, uh, he would get my vote, certainly. You know, Doc's trying to make the case. So, so Joel Embiid, your superstar of stars, is on the floor when the 76ers are closing out a series up. Up 29 points with four minutes to Closing go. Closing out a series up 29 Against points. Toronto. And now it's not four the NBA minutes. Finals. Right. It's the first round of the playoffs. Now they do have people on the bench, right, that could play? And he said in that explanation, if you could see that I was turning to say, let's get a timeout next possession, and then he was taking them out. Well, unfortunately, life happened, the game happened, and Joel Embiid got an elbow in the uh, eye, and he has a concussion and a orbital bone fracture and uh, is going to miss the start of the series, second-round series against Miami. And Doc has had to try to explain it. He said, well, I, I got no issues with that. If you look around, everyone keeps their guys in till the game. No, they don't. And now you, you're going up against the Miami Heat. And, and to Jimmy Butler's credit, he said, you know, he, he's a former teammate of Joel Embiid, and he said, I speak for everyone on Miami's team that we wanted Joe to play. We want to go up against them at full strength and prove that we can hang with anybody and beat anybody. It's a mishap. I hope he recovers and gets well and gets back very, very soon. No one seems to know when he's going to get back. But that's, you know, that's terrible and horrible, and the timing was horrible, and the facts remain. They were up 29 with four minutes to go, and this I, is I, what I, you're I dealing get with. The, I don't get the reference to everybody else does. I mean, what, term- what does that mean? It, you know, yes, he he should have said yes. It was it, that was my intention. I couldn't get there quick enough. That's what happened. We're going to sorely miss him, and hopefully, he can come back. Not everybody else does it because what does that? Are we coaching based on trends? Uh, you know, look, these NBA playoffs in particular, there have been the odd game or whatever. I was in Las Vegas last week, and uh, I was like one of five people in the sports book on occasion. It, uh, you know, everyone out there, it's all about pool parties. No one's in actually gambling anymore. You can pretty much walk through an empty casino. But I'm sitting there watching on the, the you know 100 TVs or whatever. Every NBA game, seemed to me, wasn't close. I mean, but for the Memphis-Minnesota series, which mm. historically the Timberwolves did something no other team has done, which has gone into the final quarter of three different games, which they lost with double-digit leads. Including the final one, they were up ten or twelve going in the fourth quarter, and they were outscored forty. Not the distinction you want. Forty to eighteen, yeah, right. and I get John Morant is in the MVP conversation, yeah. and Memphis is a, a pretty, pretty good team, but they did that three times, <laughs> not once, not twice, three times. They they absolutely Minnesota collapsed, and you know Carl Anthony Towns is trying to like figure out what's going on up there, but for the most part, these were lopsided NBA opening round games. You know, certainly see Bulls and Bucks, but for the the one game the Bulls stole, it, it just there was no real tension or one possession game. Again, there um, it wasn't across the board, but it seemed to me like eighty percent or more 
they their games weren't really contested. You know, the the teams that were supposed to grabbed the lead early and, and took it to the finish line. So when Doc's trying to make the the case that Toronto was going to make a run and wipe out a twenty nine point lead with four minutes to go, I can't buy that argument. Mm-hmm. And I guess that's the only thing you can say. Oh, well, I, my intention was to call timeout, next possession, get them out. You know, arguably, you could, eight minutes to go, you could have had them off the floor and getting ready for the next series. It seems like. I mean, you've got to have somebody on the bench that can take his place if he if he needs to spell some, you know, just to have some you know, some rest. So why can't you plug somebody in? Is that going to be such a liability? If Look, if the lead got down from 29 to 16. It's still a lead. Well, I mean, if you wanted to, you know, getting a little sweaty then there's no, it's not like, you know, he has a number of options to go to the minor league. He can come off the bench and go back in. Yes, he could. And, and people would understand that you put him back in because the lead was dwindling and you didn't feel the same sort of comfort level that you did up 29. Um, but there you have it. That's, uh, unfortunately, we're talking about Zach Levine injury, big picture, what the knee means. And if you're a Philadelphia 76ers you, You've got to be devastated because you lose him for a, not really a great reason. He averaged 